stars and stripes, and you gave us that in a non-traditional way. I love that it's black and white. The presentation is perfect. During the debate, I thought you made some really wonderful points. And looking at drag as a form of theater to challenge you and make you think, I thought you did such an excellent job. I was craving, I guess, for lack of a better term, like a joke punch up in there. You're such a presence on stage, and you're so commanding, but I felt like kind of came across just a little bit angry. Terrorist! I wanted to give you a politician that was angry because they are trying to get their point across, and I, I just don't know. <sighs> It's very difficult to satirize or do something that's wackier, funnier, wilder than, of course, what's going on now. That's right. I generally was having fun. Playing the character that I was doing, I literally thought I was doing the challenge. You did do the challenge. What the judges are saying is that there weren't a lot of laughs in it. And, of course, that's really what we're doing. I we're stayed up till 4.30 in the morning just writing stuff. and. It just feels like it was all for nothing. It, you're digging yourself into a hole right now, and you don't have to do that. This is all just constructive criticism. I am a musical theater kid, and you raise yourself to think that your craft, your art, is who you are. And when you fuck something up, it, it fundamentally takes away your self-worth. And Preach. separating a little more your craft from who you are as a person, has it's really helped me. Let the church say amen. 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 That is so important right now. And do you hear what she's saying, Widow? I, I hear everything that everybody is saying to me. I just, it's really hard for me to It's hard. It. The competition's just... fucking hard. But don't, don't do that to yourself. The payoff is not worth it. You belong here. And don't let your saboteur do that. So catch yourself. Be, be the star that you are. Thank you. Well, I have to say, that is just some really good fucking advice for just about anyone. Yes. I yes. mean, like, cause it goes back to that four agreements thing of like, don't take anything personally, you know? And, uh, I feel like it is the simplest concept to understand and like the hardest to actually perform. Oh, completely. And even more so for a drag artist who is basically, they are their product in a way they are mm -hmm. their product on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, it's them. And, you know, we could see Widow all we want in the confessionals, but the product that we're buying offline, right, is is their drag. And, I and you know, when you go to the club, it's you. You are putting, you know, even RuPaul says it on this show in every season past has been, you have to infuse yourself in here. We need to see you. We need to see you. Uh, and, you know, when you have that advice on top of, oh, but also separate yourself from the craft that has you in it, that's hard because you're basically presenting your baby on the runway and in the challenges uh, in, in, you know, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, and that it's, it's hard because you get attached to it. And especially when Widow's like, I was doing the challenge. I was having fun. And then, you know, just wasn't enough. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like what a it's what a a comedian a stand up comedian would feel when they fail. It's what a designer would feel when their look mm -hmm. doesn't work. It's what a makeup artist would feel if the makeup isn't right. But it's all of it at once, you know. Like yeah, all a writer. Of those, yeah, yeah. Like all of those plates are spinning in the air, and you're trying to accomplish all of them. Um, and it's yeah. I mean, I I it, I I think the 
the challenge of then not taking that personally. I mean, that is like not to be underestimated. Like I think that to expect widow or any of us in that moment to be able to do that is like wildly unfair. It is so hard to have everything you're doing and like your passion and everything coming from you not be good enough. And then to not translate to translate that to you're not good enough. Right. And, you know, the, the phrase or the, the sentiment that I don't think is necessarily coming across to Widow is you are doing enough. You are great. You're a fucking star. And this is a competition. And somebody mm-hmm. needs to go home. Somebody's not going to do as well. And that's just the name of the game. So there is also this cutthroat thing that you that I think where the advice was going is you have to separate yourself from this this reality competition here because this is not necessarily all you are you know mm-hmm. you're so much more than this which is why like you know you look at a queen like jan and jan's like yeah i i didn't do i did i didn't win the show but i, I am so much more than this and i'm going to continue to do this after i mean widow is in this beautiful place where she has the opportunity now to really separate herself because yeah. it's not that widow is a bad drag queen You know, that's not what it is. And I think uh, what I loved so, oh my God, I loved in Untucked at the end. (gasps) When she was was talking, she was like, I have have many saboteurs. One is angry, one that wants to cry, and then one that just gives up. You know, one that's just defeated all the way in the back. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what it is. You You have all of these other things at play here and if you're not if you haven't been in the type of situation where you are ready to discern those voices that's all you hear that is all you hear they are so loud yeah your head is like a mucinex commercial you know with all the (laughs) with all the 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 boogers that won't move out (laughs) what is it upset stomach diarrhea oh no that's (laughs) that's pepto-bismol but you know i mean that's a that's a pretty crowded house of symptoms too. Yeah, it. I mean, it's uh, it and and I I think especially on Drag Race, right, where like you are having to constantly navigate this seesaw of, we want to see more of you, infuse your drag with you, make sure that you're shining through, but then don't take it personally if it doesn't mm. like work. To be able to do those at the same time, um, I mean that's maddening. And to your point about like Widow now is like out of that pressure cooker if you watch the whatcha packin with michelle it's like a different widow she's yes. just it, it's a it's a remarried widow like she is just uh oh so God. much happier and yes. calmer it's yes. such a it's such a great kind of uh i don't know palate cleanser after such a sad ending you know yeah i don't know if you saw but she did this performance uh i think it was on digital drag of or somewhere of uh, her playing Ursula and Ariel at the same time. Oh, uh, wow. From The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it was just, uh, she had half of her body was, you know, Ariel and half was mm-hmm. Ursula. I was like, okay, like, like this is, this is creativity. This is, this is you. This is fabulous. Uh, and yeah, when you're out of that pressure cooker, for sure. And, you know, I, obviously it's a competition. You got to come to the table with what you come with and then you, you go off the show or you win the show. You know, it, it it's a, it's not always a barrel of laughs. Um, but what I did appreciate about this moment, especially from these, this judging panel is their they they acknowledged that they needed fuzzy gloves with widow they kept yeah. it so positive it was just so easy and you know even with jeff goldblum saying like you know it's very difficult to satirize what's going on right now and rachel bloom being like yeah you know I, you were f- 
so good, the theater of it, blah, 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 blah. I, you know, I just think it was lacking the jokes. And they were just looking, they were, they were finding one thing to help her improve. Right. Yeah, I, I was impressed about the, the, the thickness of those kid gloves. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I know, like, Rue raised her voice, and that's just because, like, you got to have that clip of RuPaul dropping an F-bomb oh, on the God, judges' I panel. The competition's Every- fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's fucking hard. I mean, ugh. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than a self-interruption. It's hard. It's uh, fucking hard. Yeah, uh. yes. Or, I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's what you say about, you know, your next trick. Like, it's hard. It's fucking hard. Yeah, um, it's hard. Yeah, the <laughs> trick is hard. Just sit on it. Um, sit on it, Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the payoff I, is worth it. <laughs> right, right. And I think what RuPaul kind of – the reason she was frustrated – and we see this a lot in many seasons. I mean, go back to season one with Tammy Brown. Sometimes the queen is just not hearing what she's saying, and she gets frustrated. And Widow was mm-hmm. – abs- and I, I'm sure Widow is, mentioned this like at the end of it or in Untucked. Like, she just wasn't hearing this. She was yeah. not ready to hear – the word constructive criticism she heard i'm not good enough yeah you know i gotta say like that being said i I agree i think it's hard to hear that at the time but i think what rupaul was saying about like the payoff isn't worth it Ooh, that was that is like worth that's the other side of it when people say to someone like don't do this like don't go down that rabbit hole like you know when you think about Untucked, and this isn't anything against Heidi, but when she says, like, don't think about going home, don't say that, because else it'll happen, she's right, but I think what RuPaul says around, like, the payoff not being worth it is, like, the extra thing you gotta add, Mm. is you're doing it because you're getting a payoff, you're doing it because you're getting some kind of release, and no matter how good that feels... Even if it's like a weird version of good, it's not worth it. You know, like oh my God. to be defeatist makes you not have to like commit to the risk of failing. You know? Yeah, yeah. That, and I feel like so many artists right now in quarantine, shelter in place, are going through that. Like it's just mm-hmm. so much easier to sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips. And don't yeah. get me wrong, please sit on the couch and eat a fucking bag of chips because chips. Chips. Uh, There's a Y in that word. <laughs> Chips, chips. Uh, but you know, I feel like we're all kind of going through that. It's like, yeah, what yeah. if I fail? It's like, yeah, what if you fail? The payoff mm-hmm. is worse if you just stay in your head of like, yeah, I'm not good enough. You yep. know, it, it, it's not worth it. It's yeah, I can, I can look back on the things in my life where I didn't do it because. I didn't do it it where I didn't go to Thailand and I didn't get arrested for smuggling drugs into the country. Uh, I didn't do it. Uh, But what I when I look back on those things I didn't do, I think like I, I wish I at least found out, you know, like when I was like 22 and or 23 or whatever. And I went to Australia after a year in New York. It didn't really work out. I came back after like seven months, but like I have no regrets because I would hate to be 35 wondering, man, what would have happened if I went just like found out what would happen if I went to Australia for a while, Mm. you know, Mm. Um, and like it was a success because now I'm not sitting here with that regret and it was a good experience. I just didn't live there forever, you know? Right. I mean, every failure is an experience. It's a notch in your belt, right? The Mm -hmm. fact that you that you do it. Uh, I, yeah, I've had creative endeavors, right. That, that have not necessarily, it's so weird to look back and say that they failed because I'm like, actually, you know, at the time they failed, but Mm -hmm. in, in full retrospect, like they didn't. And you think about somebody like widow coming on the show, she could say, oh yeah, I didn't win. I failed, which is one way to look at it, but that's not Mm going to serve you at at all. 
that means you're not reaping any of the benefits of the fact that you are on this show. You have this platform. You people know who you are. There are people who are rooting for you. You know who are excited about you now. Who I mean, I didn't know who the fuck Widow Von Du was before this. Right. And you know, so it's like. Uh, it's so much easier to just focus on like, oh, well, I didn't attain what I expected. So anything that isn't that isn't good, you know? Mm, yeah. Do you th- What do you think the story arc with Widow is? Is it just to highlight somebody like totally getting in their head? Is it one of those again? Because uh, I'm just kind of like, yeah. what's the outcome here, you know? I Well, I think it's a running thing that like you could do a supercut of like, queens who just get too deep into their head and like who are done before they even lip sync i mean i always think about delta work in untucked doing that like oh rupaul pick me please oh please pick me (laughs) and then he did and then he fired her so look how that worked out um (laughs) careful what you wish for uh Right, Heidi? Heidi said it, you know. Right, right? <laughs> but I mean, I think about Nina Bonina Brown. I think mm-hmm. about Laganja. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, even Chanel. You know, Tammy. Queens. Yeah, Tammy. Queens who were done before they were done. And I think, if anything, and I really felt it this episode with Widow, I was like, this is a great storyline to show because, like, this is telling not just a, you know, quote-unquote queer story. This is, like, a real human story here that bears repeating because it's so common this is so common yeah people that that put themselves in their work and and just can't they can't separate themselves from it it is such good advice and Mm -hmm. probably the hardest advice besides like cut off the tail every morning right like that's easier said than done you know i i love that moment on what's the tea when when michelle is like well give me an example right right (laughs) right it's like okay i appreciate how well that fits on a bumper sticker but i need to know how it fits into my life yeah yeah and you know what i love about rachel giving this advice is that i i firmly believe as a woman in hollywood raised in musical theater her right it's like she Mm -hmm. definitely knows she definitely gets this yeah yeah she as she was I mean, boy, like across the board was just like a phenomenal guest host. Oh, but this she was, was so good. She was so good. She was so funny and just like so <laughs> like every every step of the way. Like this has been the first season where multiple guest judges. I'm like, can we just have them back all the time? Mm, like they are mm-hmm. like it makes you think, yes, you could do RuPaul's Drag Race without RuPaul or the normal cast of characters. And we've seen that with Drag Race Thailand. But it's about bringing, like, these guests that, you know, like, who can really play the game um, from the judge's standpoint, you know? Like, sure. um, Luke Hud, Luke Hud from uh, Drag Race Thailand. Oh, God, perfect, right? Bring I on Auntie Luke uh, Yes, or Hungry, right? Like, totally mm-hmm. got it and knew how mm-hmm. to kind of interact with the the experience. I, you know, it's, it's interesting you're talking about um, bringing back judges that kind of work. I mean, because RuPaul is consistently talking on snatch game about volleying right and Mm -hmm. there are some judges that i mean michelle wasn't even there this week yeah and rachel just filled in perfectly with the puns i was like you have to bring on those types of judges you you have to be a little bit more discerning rather than having a bob harper you know who was lovely but like why were you on the show you know right like this is why (laughs) have yeah like this is why having a drag queen on Mm -hmm. would be kind of nice Mm -hmm. you know and and we know it can happen dragula has done it very successfully yeah yeah Alaska, Multiple times. Willem, yeah, Coco, Odd, Peaches. Bitch, yes. 
Yes, Bible yeah. Girl, I think, was on, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're bringing <laughs> drag from all different echelons. It, it's... Hmm. Anyway, Coco Peru. I mean, oh my god! I know, I know. No, Coco Peru. Oh Coco Peru is on. Coco and Peaches Christ Peaches, were on yes, the same yes. episode. Drag royalty for sure. Yeah. You know, I was so, thinking about this before we go into the episode. I was thinking about this the other day. I was just like, if there is one drag queen that I want to meet, like, and you know, just meet and you know have coffee with as like person, uh, mm-hmm. not fangirl over. It's Coco Peru. Coco Peru. Yeah. Is is probably. My favorite drag queen. Yes, I hear that. I think I think her aesthetic, her appeal, her personality, um, her reference points. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of you know that grew up in the Bronx kind of like vibe. I think it all just resonates. Um, yeah, I love Coco, and I, I think that there's. Uh, it's also like yeah, that style of drag. It, it makes sense to me. You know. Yeah, yeah, completely. And just like even the Renaissance that Coco is having, I don't want to say it's because of Drag Race, but certainly, you know, there's there's more motivation to put out content. There's a mm-hmm. Renaissance in Coco being on Will and Grace and putting out, you know, the supermarket videos and going to Target and whatever. Ugh. Like. It's all gold. It's never not been, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I really think a, a huge part of it was Coco going to, like, Kmart, looking for the Tension Tamer yes. tea, looking for the, what was it, the, um, oh, God, the the bread, the panettone, the panettone. <laughs> oh, my God, uh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it was perfect. Here is just this, like, ant drag in, a, in like, a suburban, you know, uh, mega store looking for tea. It's like, this is what I love. I love this. And then when, when she did that quarantine video and she did a lip sync, I was like, okay, oh. I didn't I, – I don't I don't know how to keep throwing money at my computer. Like, I'm, my hand's tired. It's just right. so good. Right. Yeah. And, you know, back to Widow, it's like, Widow, find out what what it is. That that mm-hmm. that makes you you, and just do it, and people will follow. People will gravitate towards someone that is being authentically them in their art. Uh, yeah, and 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 that's how it is. I mean, it, and that's what Coco does. You yes, know, like that's right. a great example. Yeah, right, right, right. And I think like, same somebody, wig. Yeah, and somebody like Trixie, you know, of one of the most successful drag queens to come off the show, she didn't just go and do comedy tour. Like she did do comedy, but. She also put out an album because that was her. That was something that she does. And she just kind of leaned into what she knew was was it. You know, she's not going to the Met Gala. You know what I mean? Well, it's like if you're going to be somebody else, you have to also be able to, like, keep that up for a while. Right. You know, like right. that's like you're going to have your Mrs. Doubtfire at Bridges moment if you just keep, <laughs> if you if you're not going to be yourself. It's gonna happen, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. You're going to the men's room. <laughs> yeah, I you know, and that's fine if that's your preferred room. But like, you're gonna get caught. <laughs> Stu's gonna choke. Yeah, Stu's gonna choke, and you gotta you know help us on the way, dearie. You gotta you know. Yeah, your uh, face is that second face is gonna fall off. So don't yes, be two faced. That's right. Yeah, yeah. One will peel off. That's a great way to put it. That second face is gonna fall off. Yeah. You know? We have yeah. to see b- all of you within the drag. It can't just be this fakeness, right? You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not fooling a family. You know that. No. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, you're not fool. This is. I am not Sally Field. No matter how many times I tell myself in the mirror that I am, I'm not. So you're not fooling me. Totally. Well, I I think that's a really great introduction to this episode. W- w- before we go on, let's tell our Marys what they are listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mayor. 
All right, Mary. Uh, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and you will not see me in the bottom again. And I'm Colin, and I seem to be stuck. <laughs> Funny, we both quoted Gigi this week. <laughs> I feel like she hasn't been having a very good week, so that's very kind of us. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting to see Gigi's trajectory now, the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. One of the episodes, you know, I'm kind of like, I could have seen you in the bottom, girl, lip syncing. You mean this you know? episode? You mean well, this episode? Yeah, it could have been this episode, too. Uh, I did I mean, kind of, yeah. I, I kind of agreed with the bottom here. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, we'll you know, get into it, it, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting with Jackie. Uh, it, uh, honestly, like the reason why Jackie was in the bottom here, it, it, it's interesting because I feel like Gigi has been saved by her runway before, and I don't know why Jackie wasn't saved by hers this week. So uh, I the mean, only reason I can think of it is because of what the lip sync was going to do. Well, I was going to say, like, why would you not have Jackie Cox immigrant Iranian American Iranian Canadian and American drag queen in a hijab lip syncing to firework why would you not have this like this is this is TV gold right uh, right right the only thing that would have made it better had AOC been the judge this oh week, you know? I would yeah it would have been I wouldn't be able to handle it yeah I think that uh also if they had Gigi in the bottom widow would have sent her ass home um because widow sure like they couldn't focus on her because the storyline was really about Jackie, uh, but Widow was great in that. Widow was sync. great. Widow was I'm, great. There was yeah. there was a there was an anger there which I think worked. Mm-hmm. I I you know we should talk about the lip sync now. Why not? Um, Widow. I think Widow needed more of a gradual crescendo. I think yes. that's kind of what was missing, and yeah. I don't know why she took off the stars. I was like, why did you take off the stars? I liked like the one shot of her like throwing it down and they edited it to look really impactful. I was like, yeah, throw those stars. I think Widow, there's someone else who did this. Oh, you know who did this? Sugar Kane did this. It's a lot of like closing her eyes while lip syncing thing. Mm. Like she's feeling it and and Widow can lip sync a vibrato like really oh, well. God. Like I was like, that look at nuance. that. Yes. That nuance yes. was like that she's in it. And so it's no knocking it, but there's there is something about that in the in in a lip sync for your life that can you need like you got to be connecting with Rue more, you know? Yeah, well, there's that. I there is. I this was a passing thought, so I wanted to just express it. I want to see Widow do "Green Light" by Lord. I feel like that's a mm. Widow song, something with a yeah. lot of drama and a lot of face, a lot yeah. of just like intense energy, because I think that's what she sells so well. We um, saw it in the Shaka song. It was oh, incredible. Completely, completely. And you also saw it in the, her first lip sync, uh, yeah. the, the Nicki Minaj one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's just have a moment for Jackie, right? So first of all, she had a prop. Okay, like, she had a yeah. I don't know what she was a, keeping that plastic bag. Yeah, but, right. But she yeah. had a fucking prop, and I was like, okay. And I thought it was cool how she started out the lip sync, kind of acting out every single word. Yeah, and it was it was funny and it was engaging. And then she just flips the script, and you start to really see the the bigger cultural moment that's happening here. Right. Oh yeah. She just turned heartful. She moved so well throughout the song with passion. The caftan was 
perfection with this type of song. She also used it to kind of create a little bit of a comedy, a little bit more lyrical, to just break up the tempo a little bit, which I thought was just really artful. But here's the thing. I don't know, and this is why I think this was so groundbreaking, groundbreaking. Um, we have, I don't think we've seen on Drag Race such a cultural drag lip sync moment, right? Where someone's culture yeah. or race has played so heavily into the impact of the song. Her hijab and kaftan were crucial with this I, song. The only, and I know there's other examples and it's not the same, but I think there was a similar impact to Monica Beverly Hills coming out as as trans oh. uh, and then lip syncing to only girl in the world. I feel like there was a similar sense of like, it was, it, it was like the a kind of, this is your moment to kind of feel those oats, like mm. to celebrate yourself, you know, like I think that this had a similar vibe in terms of cultural drag. This is probably the most that we've seen lip sync. I know I'm forgetting things, Mary's, but there's been like 200 Queens or 150 or whatever. Yeah. 145, um, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So <laughs> forgive me. But I mean, I, I found it really moving. Like I got kind of emotional. I was yes. like, this is really beautiful. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Like this is, this is pretty incredible. What they, what, what has the chemistry of all of this, what it's created. Like that moment where she was ruffling that caftan and just mm. living her, living her truth. I was like, this is really, really great television. And I, it's, I'm not like, there's a lot of people out there that need to see this way more than me. And like, I have to imagine that this was pretty meaningful to some people oh, out there. You yeah, know, the, the, the iconography of what Jaggy has created here is absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, I had a, you know, I had kind of a womp womp moment with Jeff Goldblum and the critique and him bringing up, you know, the oppressive nature of the religion and whatever. And, you know, I, I have thoughts on that, but let me just say this first. Like it was, this lip sync I think is a great response to that immediate response that Jeff Goldblum had, which is, like no you're a firework like this is this is what we're focusing on which is the beauty of you and you being you in whatever way you want to be uh and you know the the comment it, it just was it just felt so double standard to me because you know if somebody came down the runway as a nun they weren't going to bring that up. You know what I mean? Like if somebody like when when uh, what's her face came down as the Virgin Mary, like nobody brought that up like that. Who, who did that one? Oh, uh, well, I guess like season um, two. Right. Uh, it was Mimi. I'm first. Yes. At that. Yeah. Yeah. And like Monet had kind of like a pope look at some point. <clears throat> mm -hmm. and yeah. There certainly has been Catholic religious iconography in drag that has not. I, th I feel like um, so I think it's more the finale that Sugarcane had a whole like there was some kind of religious uh, Mother Mary kind of oh, uh, sure. thing yeah. to her drag. Yeah, and Sasha Velour, too, I think, did mm -hmm. the Eve. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, oh, they're coming for me. The, <laughs> the politically correct police are coming for me. They're saying, Colin, you are a white man. Don't talk about this. You don't, your opinion doesn't matter. Um, well, no, you know, okay, I, think gone. It's, I think it's important <laughs> to call it out. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like, well, it didn't feel, I mean, I know that even Jeff Goldblum was like, oh, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing here. And, and you know, that's a valid response too. Cause it, it wasn't, I think what Rue, how Rue summed it up, I think was okay. Like, well, you know, drag is always shaking the tree. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of what it was, but it was just a little awkward that that was the first comment that he kind of 
brought up with it. But, you know, all that is to say the lip sync is was such a beautiful response because uh, it was a lot of pressure for Jackie mm-hmm. to kind of defend an entire culture and religion on well, the yeah. runway. So I was just kind of like, all right, let's just leave it to the lip sync to do it. It's like, no, it's just about beauty here. And it's just about my what's beaming from inside and uh, and, you know, how I look. Right. Like, it, again, it was such a cultural drag moment and i just haven't seen that i I haven't seen that much of an impact on this show before and i didn't i didn't think that jackie cox's storyline was leading up to this i'm not surprised i mean i feel like this it's been more and more each week like she's really been like standing with this platform and wanting to speak out you know as you know uh sure sure. it made up for mercedes american or yeah you know uh, what I mean? Like like how they just yeah. kind of shoehorn that story in there. And I was like, uh. I know. It, she didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, she she didn't even want to talk about it. They had to force her to pull girls aside and say, hey, so remember that time I didn't want to talk about it? I've changed my mind because I might be going home. They say, I got a note under my door. I got a bill. I got one of those uh, jiggly bills. <laughs> Um, uh, so, so this was kind of it was an interesting uh, kind of continuation of what they I feel like the a, a producer story line writer mm-hmm. was trying to do with someone like Mercedes. It sucks that they're kind of pigeonholed in that way. But with Jackie, I just feel like she obliterated the hole and came out of it. And I mean, I think in terms of Jeff Goldblum's question, like I. I, I am I am merely trying to be Switzerland here because like again what I think of it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't right, but right. Uh, I wasn't personally offended by it I no no I wasn't either but it was I like, kind of I feel like there with a lot of things uh, people can be like I can't believe you asked that one question what about all these other things and it's like okay yes that being said. This is part of what Jackie's platform and what her look was about was to say, like, despite all of that, this is what I'm trying to say. So if anything, Jeff Goldblum gave her an opportunity to speak up Uh. and share more of that point of view by asking a question that maybe wasn't walk was not walking on enough eggshells maybe but yes and you know what and what i also appreciated about the moment is and i think this is where you're going is like well we have to have a jeff goldblum in the room in order to have these conversations right to illuminate even further because had he not asked that question it would go unasked and it it would would go go unaddressed yeah and i think that jackie's response was actually really interesting i feel like when she said um you know, there's going to be complicated shit around that, and that's okay. That's, that's, I mean, A, Jackie Cox, adult in the room. Yes. Adult on the runway, adult with the judges. She's always a fucking adult. She's gold standard adult. But, like, B, this is not a black and white issue. This is not as yeah. simple as, like, well, how are you going to bring that up but not bring this up? Or, or the mere fact that what Jackie is highlighting is, like, yeah, it's really complicated to to come from that culture with that religion that does indeed uh, have a lot to say about folks like me that's not very positive. And a lot of Christian gays feel the exact same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But yes. that's not what we were here to talk about this week. Right. And you know what? We have talked about it in many other episodes. We have talked about queens who've been thrown oh, out of their homes or point. abandoned by their, their families. 
So I'm sorry. I'm sorry we talked about Muslims for one episode, but we have been talking about this experience for years, and I think it's worth being specific for once. And you know what I mean? Like, cause it, yeah. like for all those people, they deserve to hear their story told. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know what? Like, the, the gag of this all is, is that this is happening on RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Another mm-hmm. cultural moment where we have queer people on our screen, right? Yeah. That, that get to talk about the nuance of uh, intersectionality, you know? Yeah. Remember when we talked about Dusty Ray Bottoms going to conversion therapy? We have been talking about this the whole series. Yeah. So like... I just I find that so infuriating the whataboutism, you know, and like mm. both sides of the aisle do it, and like you don't get anywhere with whataboutism. You are literally going in circles until you've buried yourself in rhetoric. Oh God, thank you for just illuminating all of that. That is so important to remember. Uh, that yeah. that yeah, it's like if the question isn't asked, then it's not asked, and mm-hmm. it's, it just goes unaddressed. It's like. Okay, so we're just going to tiptoe around this because, you know, we're afraid to talk about it for saying the wrong thing. So, yeah. you know, I so in that sense, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm coming off a little bit changed by this conversation, uh, which just goes to show it's like, yeah, don't be afraid to talk about it and have a discussion about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that like the fact that positive or negative where a lot of people are now talking about the issue is great. It's good. Yeah. Let's let yep. the, like whether you're talking about it because you think that like Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum put his foot in his mouth or you're talking about it because you feel like, thank God, someone is talking about this on TV at all. We're talking about it. And like this isn't going to change everything, but it, it it's little steps like this that before you know it, there's a greater comfort level with a topic, you know? Uh, so true. So true. You know, it's interesting how important this episode became after the start with the the cat mini challenge that was hawking kitty litter uh, prettylitter.com <laughs> i guess scoon cat couldn't get in there with a high enough bid <laughs> you ever seen those ads for scoon cat litter no mary <laughs> no oh my god it has this guy in it who's just like he's very um he looks like a like the lost hemsworth brother and he is like he's obviously playing a character but like just insufferable it's like no one ever told you that you're not that funny because you're really pretty mm. you know it's sort of that's what it feels like it's like you don't have to it's it's like cheyenne jackson it's like you're you've been getting away with b material for a long time <laughs> and someone needs to tell you oh god uh agree <laughs> yeah scoon cat <laughs> That's what I call Mark, and I'm like, oh, you're my little scoon cat. Oh, God. You're not going to call him pretty litter, kitty? <laughs> no, he's not a pretty litter. He's a scoon cat or a pizza baby. Oh, or, pizza baby, yeah. Uh, sometimes I call him the Windermere cat. Um, he's the oh. Windermere cat. I don't know what that means, but. I don't know what that means either. I just ask my cat questions like, Ella, who is Praetorian? Um, who is Praetorian? <laughs> Ella, should we order from pizza.net? <laughs> Ella, I am Angela Bennett. Are you Angela Bennett? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want their diseases? (laughs) Which number would you like? (laughs) Uh, So anyway, um, yeah, let's let's jump into some other parts of this episode. Yeah, Um, I, I. 
and thank you for Mary's for listening and for being kind with us just kind of working out that whole thing. You know, we're white yeah. people. But uh, no, this I, is what white know, people do. <laughs> yeah, this is what white people do. They they have to talk about it before they can kind of realize, oh, I shouldn't have chimed in in the first place. Um, yeah. yeah, no one asked. <laughs> no one asked. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't care what we thought? <laughs> we're not relevant? <laughs> But we're gay. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, if we we do exist in the American media, and the American media, we know, is incredibly biased towards different cultures, different races, right? I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's. I think it's, it is worth having, and yes. Oh, I know. I'm just kidding. It's worth yeah. talking about. It, it'd be weird if we didn't talk about it. It would be like... It, it would be defeating the purpose to not talk about it, you sure, know? because it was so important. It was yeah. so important. Um, um, and, a, and a great yeah. moment for Jackie's platform um, And not even just Jackie's platform But like so many experiences Right? Oh god yeah. I can only imagine I can only imagine Right? It's like how I feel when You know Somebody I, I Somebody sees me on TV You know I can just empathize mm-hmm. Yeah I, I think uh, it, It's how I feel when I watch Coco Peru I'm like Ah Someone yeah. is telling my story <laughs> yeah. Right Right um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that cat mini challenge, you know, it yeah. came at, the, it came at the perfect time, right? The perfect because, time. Perfect. Uh, because of Cats the Musical being such a bomb, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to remember, cause I guess at the time when they filmed this, Cats hadn't even come out yet. No, you're right. right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the return of Eartha Kit for the third time mm. on Drag Race, which I'm always happy to see as a reference point. Because if totally. we don't talk totally. about Eartha Kit, we lose Eartha Kit. Totally. Um, she, of um, course, previously on Snatch Game and for uh, Chichi Devane, and uh, I guess the Snatch Game of Love for Valentina in season yes. all, see, all Stars Four, right? Yes, when she yeah. said. Uh, uh, monogamous, right? Um, oh yeah. Oh god. Monotonous. She was, yes. <laughs> I remember that being so much funnier than she was given credit for. Um. Yeah. 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 I I remember that too. I remember us being yeah. like, actually, that was the right kind of zany we needed. Yeah. I think she uh, went home that week. Yeah. Sure. But um, a big shout out to a dog person having the perfect meow. Heidi's meow was perfect. It was so yeah. Good. That was a hungry cat, so yeah. Good. Yeah, it was a hungry cat. And yeah. also Crystal, Crystal knocking down the vase. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also appreciated Widow's kind of dumb cat, because, you know, there's those dumb cats that just... Yeah, uh, there's dumb cats. So good. But if I were to pick the kind of cat that I, you know, want to be, it's it's either Jackie's, but it's more Jada's. <laughs> oh, Jada's was great, too. Yeah, I mean... Jada and that quick drag. I don't know what she's doing, oh, but God, she is. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. That's exactly what it is. I don't. Yeah, know I don't know what doing. she's doing. Yeah, she's. Uh, I'm pretty kitty. Uh, dot com. So, uh, I. I mean, I think it is fair to say that it was a real choice to exclude Tatiana from this episode entirely, oh, where they had choices. a challenge. That was, I mean, like, to have nothing, to have no Tatiana, to have more of Dahlia's sin in this episode than Tatiana is uh, uh, yeah, a crime. It, I, I, you mean just her, the visual they're, of her. They're using her catchphrase. The least they could do is have her, you know, included in some way. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she was busy, you know, who knows. But, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, I think I think she even, like, tweeted something of, like, 
I I feel like she would have done it. I I feel like no one's too busy to be on Drag Race. Okay, okay, that's that's totally. You know what I mean? That's totally fair. Yeah, they kind of edited, uh, not edited. They just yeah, they didn't ask her. That's weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I I we have to we have to say I have to say this when Widow called Heidi a thousand air, that's when I died. Did you hear that? Oh, oh, when she got the money. Yeah, you're a thousand air now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Heidi, she's $5,000, well, pre-tax and 39 cents in her bank account. Good for her. Uh, and then the other the other little nuance in Act 1 is just keep your ass right and your mind will follow. I was like, why correct it? Why correct yeah, that phrase? Yeah, that is really good bottoming advice. Yes, if you get your I, ass right, then you can just relax because that's Jasmine really what Masters it's about. It's Jasmine Master's sage wisdom right there, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to wash your, wash your butt, wash your heart. Yeah, yeah. Push out while he's pushing in. You'll be fine. <laughs> is the only way i ever yeah. lost my virginity oh my god keep your ass right or left and your mind will follow I, yeah. yeah i'm just i'm, I'm there for <laughs> yeah. it there clear for your it. ass and the rest will follow <laughs> <laughs> oh god on that note let's take a quick break and then when we come back we'll talk about the challenge all right sure This week on Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show. All right, Mary. Like, how do you, how do we make sense of our parents that are Trump supporters but say they absolutely love us? There's no. a lot of people that Judy Garland doesn't speak to. Right, right. I don't care what she did at Stonewall. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, bricklayers around the world don't know. No, if anything, they don't like her because she's dismantling their work. I can't believe you like know what I'm talking about. That's crazy. No, the rosettes? Of course. Oh, she's like, oh, no, but these are my signature. And they're like, no, it's not. Um, let's move on to Celebrity Drag Race, Mary. Oh, my God. Do you know about this, about the three queens that were completely cut out of the show? No. What? So if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash allrightmary, and we will see you in nuance. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. So, Mary, the the challenge, we've seen these political challenges before. Yes. The first one, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the first one was season four. The Frock the Vote Challenge. Frock yes. the Vote with Dan Savage, mm-hmm. um, who I kind of appreciated him. He he was walking around the, the workroom and, uh, you know, it totally kind of made sense for him to be there because he does chime in a lot on politics. And um, so I was kind of like, OK, and, uh, you know, gay icon. Um, but I do remember that that challenge was not very successful. No, I, and I think a big part of it. Um, and not to jump ahead, but a big part of it is because Dan uh, was certainly encouraging it, but I think the Queens as well were like, I remember being like, they were all taking it too seriously and like it was getting too real. Yes. And I, so interesting that here's Raven being like, you're not really running for president. <laughs> Don't take it too seriously. Like just a totally, reminder. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Had it gone to that serious place of like arts and crafts and, you know, whatever widow wanted to do, uh, widow Von did, um, sh- it, it wouldn't have worked. You have to keep it drag. You have to keep it as a satire. Otherwise it's, and that's why Jada was just so perfect because it did satirize something very, very fucking real. But in season four, yeah, they were pushing for it to be like, well, you know, it, 
you know, it, uh, it, it, it didn't really hit. It didn't, it didn't bring up anything too serious. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. also a different I mean, I time back then, right? It was. And I, I mean, I think, you know, it's funny what Jeff Goldblum said of like, it's hard to satirize, like make sat, you know, make something funny or that, you know, satirize like what's happening in the world and make it sound crazier than what it is. I think that's, like at this point you can't take it too seriously because it's too serious right yeah. now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the fact that there are onion articles that sound like the truth, right? Like don't drink bleach. Don't don't drink bleach, right? Like yeah. That's a, that's a real thing that's coming out, but it very well could be an onion article. It's super weird. Uh but anyway, so so there was season 4 with the the uh, frock the vote, and then season eight also had political ads. Yeah, the political ads where they teamed up. Yeah, um, which was yeah, a I'm... little bit more successful. It was a little bit more low stakes in the sense that you know they were basically taking the shit out of each other. Yeah, and those it's like it's a bit more you can really kind of highlight and feature yourself and produce yourself, whereas this falls more under the the snatch game kind of. You know, mm-hmm. challenge where you got to be, you know, it's off the cuff, you know. It was a snatch game challenge. It really was. Essentially, that's cuff. what it yeah. is. Yeah. It, very heavily edited. Uh, mm-hmm. I did appreciate the the addition of Jeff and Rachel kind of also having their own jokes, also being a part of the game, kind of like Bossy Rossi show. Where yeah. Ross was certainly very much a part of it uh, to help kind of, you know, stoke the fire and, and help things get bigger. Uh, I thought that was a positive change to this type of political challenge. And then to your point, like Raven being like, no, none, you are not running for president. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the choice of having both the, the two moderators and then having like a guest, like having it all be kind of outside people. I mean, obviously Michelle isn't there that week, but it's, um, I mean, and Rue certainly had advice to give on on the judges panel, but I mean, we were getting so much so much of the show uh, was people that we don't normally see on the show. You know, like I, you would almost expect instead of Jeff Goldblum and Rachel Bloom, it would be like Ross Matthews and Michelle, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and but I mean, like the two of them, and some of it was like the editing of this was so good, but the two of them worked together so well oh, and like yes. played off the queens so easily. It was like, I, I, I feel like, Comparing Frock the Vote to this, I mean, editing alone made this so much better. Mm, yes, the the editing totally helped, uh, along with the 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 nuances of those judges. I mean, what was mm-hmm. it Rachel said? Oh my God, Rachel said, uh, uh, "You can come anywhere you want." <laughs> yeah. Permission to come anywhere you'd like. Permission That's to come anywhere you like. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, and yeah. that, nobody wrote that for her. You know, I mean, they couldn't. I mean, they probably had like you know when when Jeff, you know, first name basis, when he says you know she done already has her had hers is there's sure. lines they're being fed or being yes. recommended, but Choices. I mean yeah. for the yeah for the most part they don't know what these queens are gonna say, and so I mean like all of those interactions between Jada and Jeff when she was like that's a question. Oh uh, my god, <laughs> all of that was real. I mean. Uh, yeah, that moment. It, was, it was Jada's moment when she kept yeah. doing the look over there bit, which uh, <laughs> it was just it, it was so perfect. It was just like it was Jada, so same good. question. Heidi, question. Yeah, Heidi. Look over question. there. <laughs> <clears throat> it's that moment when like every challenge or a lot of challenges, especially like a snatch game or something like this. There's a moment in the challenge where you realize mostly because the editing like, oh, 
we have our winner. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. this is the winner. Like she just like it, it's kind of like when you're watching a a, a performance. You're like oh. That's where she won the Oscar. There it is. Yeah. And that was the moment when Jada won it. And it was just, she was, yeah, she was just so present and she was so ready to volley, you know, like. Totally. And I think her, the way that she entered this political drag was so smart. And they, they mm-hmm. mentioned this on the run, uh, in the critique, but you couldn't help but feel it while it was going on. It was like, no, this is, this is the drag show that happens during press conferences. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all confusion. It's all look over there. It's all look over. It's all, I hate those whores. It's all this sensationalized bullshit. I don't own a horse, but I love riding, right? It's like she answered the question mm-hmm. and then and then just brought it somewhere else. I mean, even when Heidi in Closet just yells out, I love toast. It was, I mean, it was just so perfect to me. Yeah. So perfect. President Essence Hall. It has a nice ring to it. Uh, <laughs> And Jesus, her makeup. I I don't I don't always notice like hair and makeup. I notice it, but I don't like, you know, I I don't know much about fashion. Uh, it's not the things I pay attention to. It's not the nuances I'm drawn to the most. But like, I am quite sure this is some of the best makeup I've seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Is Jade Essence Hall? Sure, I, I I'm not disagreeing with you. I I can't make that call because again, yeah. I, I love different types of makeup and I don't really yeah that's not something I clock it was uh, like in I normally in like a challenge like this where there it's less about it's not like it's a runway you know the runway there's like it's part of what you're supposed to be looking at in this you're you're not supposed to be looking at the makeup you're supposed to be seeing the whole character but I just kept noticing like her makeup is so good she it's just so smart like she just like rebuilds her face I know they all do but like some of what Jada was doing, I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, a pro. A pro. She's a pro. And, yeah. You know, to go back to the things that were coming out of her mouth, right? Like, she 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 put a hat on a hat on a hat, which is perfect camp. I would like to retattle the retittle of her rebuttal. Mm-hmm. She came up with that. Granted, you know, Sherry, obviously, you know, credit where credit's due, said retittle the rebuttal, right? But then I think the true punchline was the third, which yeah. was Jada. And it was brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant that she was just able to think of that off the cuff. And you just don't expect that. You don't expect Yeah, it. it's like joke Jenga, you know? It's like someone else has, you know, moved one of the little blocks, and you're like, okay, now I got to see if I can keep the, the tower going and, and pull another block at the same time, you know? Like, she had to keep the joke going, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's very easy for that to collapse, for, it, for that tack on to not stick, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I... The queens were good. They none of them were like really, really terrible. Uh, where I was like, okay, don't ask that person a question again because it's gonna suck, right? Like, mm-hmm. granted, yes, Jackie got red for all of the her shtick, uh, and Widow obviously, you know, I I just don't think they found the funny with her, uh, mm-hmm. and they certainly edited a lot, but um. Because we saw even like the clip of like terrorist, right? Like we didn't see any of that in the final edit. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of not funny widow that happened. But uh, so I did appreciate them presenting the best product uh, in terms of these seven queens. But I do want to talk about Jackie. So did you did you not agree with the idea that it got old? Because I loved Rachel saying, you know, if you're going to keep repeating something, it has to go to the absurd. I definitely think that it got old. I think... Like, I, I agree that, yeah, it needed to get even more absurd. It needed to get elevated in some way or it needed to go somewhere. Um, I guess I just, it wasn't so much that I thought that 
Jackie's was more successful than they were giving her credit. I just thought that Gigi's was, I mean, there's so much that's sort of coming up this episode about like shticks, you know, and like it's sort of alluded to like Sherry's got the old lady voice, you know, and Gigi's. I love that read. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like so gratifying. I was like, yes, drag her. Um, (laughs) Please. Uh, But I, I think that for Gigi, I mean like the fact that the, Snatch Game was a robot, and then the commercial was someone being robotic, and then the cat was a, basically a deadpan robot, mm. and now this is a robot. It's like, like to me, I'm I'm shocked that they're not coming for that more. You know, like yeah, I yes, yes. It just, I, I mean, I think the, that Jackie yeah. maybe some of the punchlines were a little like wah wah, but she had more places to go with that. I mean, like even the end of the whole like Trudeau, like slip in mm. she, I knew what Jackie was doing. I knew what the joke was. I maybe wasn't laughing out loud, but I knew what she was doing. I never really figured out what Gigi's joke was. And I don't know if she did either. Gigi was just taking RuPaul's advice, right? Which is just do the fashion thing, lean into the fashion. That's what you are. That's what you're good at. Keep doing the fashion thing. And, you know, granted, Gigi's great on the runway, but at this point, it's kind of like Aquaria. It's like, okay, great. This is perfect. And and I think Aquaria, I I feel like Aquaria had way more versatility. I really do. On the runway I think or in the challenges? A- across the board. Oh, I really yes. do. Agreed. I think if we, if we look back, like Aquaria, it's so easy to just say, oh, yeah, she's a fashion queen. But, like, she, like, so much more versatility than we're seeing with Gigi. I think... It's easy to compare them. They are very different. I mean, I don't want to get into like how are Aquaria, how how are they? Who cares? But like, I don't. I just don't care enough to figure out how to they're compare different. Queens, you're not Mary. supposed to care compare queens anyway. But I think um, I never felt this way about Aquaria. I never got to the point where I was like, okay, like now what? Because Same. she kept changing it up. But mm. I, I mm. mean, there it's there's there's got to be another. It's gonna be something else here, you know. Yeah, there's a storyline with Gigi that they are impressing upon us. Like she, she hasn't been in the bottom, and she very well easily could have been. And they're like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna save her because she actually is doing really beautiful work, and she's really polished, you know. And I think that they recognized how polished and how kind of beautiful of a person she is coming off on reality TV. Like I feel like they have chosen her already. I, certainly. I mean, it's very clear from this week because it's like if if we're going to look at things like, you know, someone's runway look saving them in the challenge from like a weak performance, whatnot, like I think that Jackie's look was obviously like way more impactful yes. than Gigi's, which didn't even really fulfill the challenge. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't there were no stars. There were no stripes. Yeah, but she, you're absolutely right. And she represented you know, in a different way. It was creative in the sense she's like, well, I'm going to do something different and I'm going to get into this, you know, Sam Adams drag. Uh, to me, it, it looked like a beautifully made costume. And granted, it's drag, so costume is okay. But normally they they read queens for it being costumey. And I don't know. I was kind of like, all right, you know, this looks like Fourth of July drag. And it's, yeah. it's, it's impeccably made. So I don't remember what they said to Nina West when she wore a look like this. I don't know, do you remember? She had a somewhat oh, similar look. Uh, and I'm yes, wondering if right. she got red as costumey or if it was um, 
I don't not. remember. That's a great yeah. a great reference with this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting with Gigi and what the story is. I have a feeling that she's gonna do very well after this. If if we're gonna go with the arc, you know, it's just like okay, well, we have to have her falter, and then she's gonna do really well. So she might be if they do a double save. Uh, she might be the one they double save. You know. Oh, um, very good point. Very good point. Yeah. That that uh, would be suspect if they did a sub- double save. Oh, with Gigi. God, I know. Unless it was that Gigi wins the lip sync, then they save the other queen. Oh, I see. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't think Gigi's going to be in the bottom again. Um, I, I'd be I, surprised. You know, for yeah, I'd be surprised. A, a makeover there's challenge. Many, yeah, there's not that many people left. Um, I want to talk about some of the nuances in this challenge with the the guest judges. Right, Jeff Goldblum. Just the way he lifted his glasses to look at the index cards, uh, the off-the-cuff way he said Michelle Visage, just mm-hmm. like just getting this character, he like really, I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder why he chose this show to do. Like he's interested in what this show is doing. I think, and yeah. I kind of that kind of charms me. Yeah, I don't know what his like what connected him to this i know he did an episode of what's the tea but i haven't yes. listened to it oh i did listen to it i did listen oh, okay to it. so it doesn't illuminate why he's no he wanted to i know what i got was he wanted to ask rupaul all these questions but she kept asking him questions right because uh-huh. he was just more fascinated by rupaul which mm-hmm. is why i'm kind of like i think jeff goldblum just like loves this world well, he's supposed to be, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, like kind of a kook, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that doesn't surprise me. I think what's funny is how, I mean, I thought he fit into the aesthetic and the world of it all really well. Like, I think that's, you know, that kind of eccentric, there's place for that, especially in something like this that's supposed to be satire and parody. Mm. I I think that, yeah, he fit in really perfectly. It, like, to see his name aligned with this, I was like, oh, Jeff Goldblum, that's a weird choice. But then to see him on the show, I was like, well, that's a great choice. I think he's yeah, great. Totally. And you know what? I also loved this kind of running theme. Uh, when, who was it? Jada, I think, says, um, oh, man, Jeff, Jeff, Globe, Jeff Goldblum is a dinosaur doctor. And I don't know if that's his real life, but I love a man who knows about dinosaurs. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's like in <clears throat> the way she says dinosaurs, like it sores is yeah, like dinosaurs. a dinosaurs. Uh, and yeah. just him being this dinosaur doctor, it's like, well, I don't think he was. Uh and well he definitely is not. And you know, I don't know. That's funny that that's the reference point. Uh, right. Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> yeah, was he a doctor? I don't remember being I don't think a doctor. he was a doctor. I don't think he no. was a doctor. I don't think he was a doctor either. But he very no. well might have could have been. I you know, it's one of those nuances where you forget their title yeah. and what they're doing there. You just remember that they're running from a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, I just remember Laura Dern in that scene turning the power back on and then the Raptors in the powerhouse. Mm, yes. And oh, and then oh, chases Laura her out of it. Dern. And then she gets out and she slams the gate and she starts crying. Oh, that has oh. been one of my favorite movie moments. I was like, I can't believe they kept the scene of her crying. <laughs> that is, that's what makes this special is we got to see Ellie cry. Oh, God, she, oh. and she's one of the best characters in that movie. Oh, she's uh, so you know great. how she 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 goes and takes care of the triceratops, puts her hand in the poop, and mm-hmm. yeah, like she is, 
yeah, in those cargo shorts. I was like, oh, yeah. what drag. What? Great oh, it's drag. great. That's like, I mean, those outfits between Alan and Ellie, like that. Those are iconic outfits. Mm-hmm. I would recognize you at a party. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like Adventures in Babysitting type yes. of iconography for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't, I don't know if we talked too much about the workroom with Raven. We did skip over it. Um, Raven, Raven, she was really good. She was like RuPaul's interpreter here, right? Oh my God. Listen to what the nod, listen to the nods that you're being given, right? She's like, don't use that. Oh, th- so RuPaul just did this. This is what this means. I was like, this is this is a great little energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no Raven. I mean, it's funny. Like we've you know we've talked about Raven often because we've done season two, we've done All Stars one, uh, we've had varying opinions on her. But I, this I this is the most I've enjoyed Raven on Drag Race. I think mm. she's. Um, yeah, she's so good on TV. Like she's just like really good energy on TV. She's really funny. I, I think that like you can tell from the way that RuPaul is acting is he's having a good time with his friend in the workroom, you know? Yeah, and Raven is one of the queens that's, like, closest to RuPaul at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, Raven yeah. has been there for years. Yeah, years. and I think the way that, like, Ru laughs at her jokes, mm. I mean, it's just so cute. Uh, and just, like, the, the Ru had this kind of... If you compare to when he was doing the workroom... Uh, visits with Bob Harper and Rue has to be the the host in the know. You know, he has to kind of host Bob in a way. And mm. with this, it's like, oh, Raven, Raven knows her way around this room, yeah. and so Rue can just relax. And I'm obviously reading into this, but I it there are certain moments where Rue is really able to like play. Like I think they were talking to I think Widow or something about her her platform. And then Rue says, well, that's cute. It's not very funny, is it? And well, he says that he like reaches into his coat pocket. It's just a gesture. It's just a mannerism. But Rue is just like playing this, like he's playing this character actress. He's free to just, you know, give us a little AJ and the Queen acting training, you know? Mm, mm. When he says to um, Crystal about her arts and crafts funding platform, he says, ugh, I'm asleep Boring. already. Boring. <laughs> like he just... I don't know. I the wheel is fine. The wheel is fine. Like I I I appreciate like a Lucy Goosey RuPaul. Yeah, I think the energy with with Raven or another guest certainly helps that mm-hmm. uh, RuPaul kind of come out for sure. It yeah. reminds me of how how easy he was in Drag Race UK. Oh, that's true. He was, yeah, there was something different about him there. I feel like he was so charmed the whole time by the whole thing that he was like, the guard was down. Mm. Um, I do want to just agree with Raven. Um, Raven. Raven. I agree with her assessment of Chris Cuomo in terms of like. Oh, sexiness. Sexy news anchors. Even when he had the coronavirus, I was like, I would happily sweat it out with you in your basement, Chris Cuomo. (laughs) And yeah, no, that that the whole storyline between him and his brother is. Oh, it's it's great drag on TV for sure. It's great drag on TV. I know. I just I was happy to hear that validated because I was like, yeah, Chris Cuomo. Mm. Uh, you've been in quarantine, Mary. Um, yeah, l- yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, let's comment quickly on the runway. I really well, uh, don't have I, much. To, oh, yes, go go. Oh, for I just sorry, I sorry, I'm, I feel the, like the workroom. I, the workroom. I mean, I think that we would be remiss to not like just like 
slowly roll by um, Social Justice Corner and talk about Crystal and her Trump-loving parents. Oh, I was going to bring that to nuance. Okay, well, I uh, I would just say this for all of our Marys who aren't, you know, Patreons, and if they want to hear nuance, our All Right Mary After Show, all they have to do is go to patreon.com slash All Right Mary, uh, but where we can discuss this further, but I did want to just mention, as someone whose parents also voted for Donald Same. Trump and yeah. seem to still stand by that, there was so much of what she was saying that I was like, literal same even down to like blowing up on thanksgiving i was mm-hmm. like this the only thing that's different and this we'll talk about more in nuance is i have given up on education i'm not trying to educate my parents anymore i'm done. sure no. sure no. yeah no um, i have i have definitely have thoughts on all of that uh yeah. so yeah let's push that to nuance because i think that's certainly a nuanced conversation because of our own kind of personal reaction mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. um but yeah in terms of the workroom uh the one other piece of advice that we got from RuPaul was you have to see yourself from outside yourself. What did you think of that advice? I mean, it's funny, right? Cause it kind of ties into what we were saying towards the beginning of the episode of like in this competition, the idea is that you're able to bring yourself out and help us see who you are, but then not to take anything personally about what we say about what you do and you have to be able to, like, I think, develop. I think de- it's really developing that point of view that you get on yourself when you meditate. Like RuPaul, this is where RuPaul talks about this when he meditates, is he's able to kind of go outside mm-hmm. of himself mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and then lift out to, like, yeah, obviously, like, you know, get a, a, a universal view on the world. And I think that that's kind of what that is, is that you have to also be able to just remove yourself from this narrative entirely and this this thing that we're all doing on earth and try to see it from that like okay what's how do i fit into this what am i what would someone else be seeing what's the objectiveness of this it it's a tall order but like i get what he's saying yeah and i think it i mm, i think it's good advice the at the same time it's also the type of advice that makes me anxious for these queens because widow could take that advice and be like oh I have to do this, and it's inauthentic. Well, you're and, like when you pull back and look at everything objectively, you also have to rely on the fact or or hope that you have a, an accurate objective view of mm, things. You right, know, right? Which is why it's kind of problematic advice. It's not maybe the first piece of advice. Yeah, I don't think RuPaul recognized that Widow, her approach to the challenge was too serious. Not not because Widow didn't know how to look at it objectively, but because Widow was way too much in her head. And I don't think that at that point RuPaul recognized it. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, where's Waldo, right? Like you have to be able to fully, I like you're Waldo and you have to be able to fully recognize yourself. You're Waldo. (laughs) We found you. Um, Now where's Carmen San Diego? But you have to be able to like totally recognize yourself so that you can pull back and get a larger view of the world and the, and, and the situation you're in and see how you fit into it. You know, and I think that like it, it does tie into RuPaul's primary advice of like you need to know yourself and be true to yourself. But that's, I think, what you have to master first before you can get that objective view thing down, you know, and right. you don't master any of it is, is ultimately the joke is that you don't ever really get good at any of this. You just get better at it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can masturbate all you want, but you're not going to oh, sure. <laughs> Sure. Master yeah, you, your life. Yeah. yeah, you can masturbate, but you might not catch anything. You know, um. <laughs> masturbate and 
release. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, just uh, be sure to clean up your lures afterward. <laughs> your, your lures know, and your just, lines. You know, just let it dry, Mary. Just let it. Dry. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah. It's good for the skin. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's good for the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Good for the plants. Uh, yes, yes. Don't feed the plants. Um, no. <laughs> Come on them. They, okay. <laughs> oh, God. I did love. What is it? What does she say? Like, uh, she says, Come on my tits. What is she? <laughs> oh, Ru- yeah. She says, like, uh, <laughs> things coming in one ear and out the other. And Rue's like, Well, what you really want is you want them to come on your tits. <laughs> I love when Rue gets like, unabashedly yes. filthy, like yes. when he makes fisting jokes. Yes. Right, and right. like come on your tits, like it's, yeah. Oh god, that is such a, uh, it's such a visual phrase. Yeah, it's also so vulgar. It's so vulgar, <laughs> and it's so like it's so stupid in a way. And she's like, ah, I came on your tits. Like it's so like it's so somebody like not be. I don't know. Like it just makes me think of. I don't know. Someone squirting paint by accident or like, <laughs> whoops, you know? <laughs> Whoa. Watch out. <laughs> oh, God. Just RuPaul telling a drag queen, well, <laughs> you really want them to just come on your tits. You really want them to come on your tits. <laughs> it's just. Telling yeah. that to Gigi Good. To Gigi know? Good. Gigi Good. She's, this you know, 20, 21, 23 year old kid. Yeah. Well, flat really as a prairie. Just, yeah, yeah. Come on your tits. Yeah. You really just want them to come on your tits. Yeah. What you really want, Gigi. <laughs> Let me tell you this. What you really want. End of the day. I put my head on the pillow. <laughs> it's it's great comedy because RuPaul just like veers off the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when he I, I I don't remember. I think it was with Alyssa in Snatch Game when he says when he keeps trying to get her like try to to volley with her and then he spikes her with. Have you ever fucked a black guy? <laughs> you know. It's one of my favorite Ru moments because you can tell he's just like, oh fuck it. He did that with Gigi also when he was like, uh, you know, can you take a big black cock? Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, wow! And it was the same seat. He loves I know, to same seat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> loves to you know highlight that seat with yeah. uh, with his cock jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his cock jokes. Come on, your tits. Uh, yeah. Speaking of cocks, I did love the slogan, and we could all use a little more cocks in our life. Uh, sure. It's so true, especially. Now. I mean, I think now. I mean, I think some people would be like, "Yeah, I'm good without," but like for a lot of us, I think that is very true. <laughs> God. Um, so uh, the runway, you know, again, the one that won and the one that was was Jackie's. The rest, I'm kind of like, OK, this is, you know, the Stars and Stripe drag. This is very similar to the promo looks. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, and I did like Jada's. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I thought it was great to. Oh, OK. Here's the superhero. I think the puns help that look a lot with like the landing mm-hmm. strip kind of thing. But otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, Widows was also stunning. Um, it was, you know, it was powerful and political, which I think went went with Jackie's also of like, no, I'm going to go even further with my runway here. Yeah, I think with Widows, like I, I think I was getting a little bit of like 
the the stars are a little bit of like um you know a night of enchantment you know senior prom mm. realness mm. uh like there was something about that that wasn't Never really working yeah. yes it was very like well you can't promenade alone you know yeah i mean yes. i Gigi got uh, to hold the swords so she did yeah <laughs> i'm malibu barbie um <laughs> But I um I feel like Jada and Heidi could like compete on American Gladiators as a team. I feel like that I would have liked to see them standing next to each other. Oh, like to, yeah. I like to see them in an obstacle course. Oh my god, an American Gladiators challenge. That's what this was. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really fun. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh Crystal was very like and this isn't a, a bad thing, but like it was very like 1999 MTV Movie Awards. You know what I mean? It was like this is what um, uh, someone would wear on the runway. Uh, you know the red, white, or the and blue, red carpet. You know the red, white, and when anybody wears red, white, and blue, it I only see a themed party. I don't ever see fashion. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I wonder. This is a, a a question for our our non-American listeners because there are other countries who have flags that are red, white, and blue. But obviously, the United States, you know, uh, for the red, white, and blue, uh, the funny things you do, America, America, this is you. <laughs> We're very attached to this color scheme, and so I wonder if other people seeing this, whether you're from France and you've got the same colors, or you're from some other country and you don't. Uh, or the UK or Australia or whatever. Um, does it is does it have the same resonance of when you see red, white, and blue, you immediately go to a patriotic look, mm. or especially if you're from a country with the same colors, or is it just like no, that's a, that's an American thing, you know? Yeah, like I, I mean, I think on Drag Race UK they did do a UK pride type of look, didn't they not? Yeah, they. You know, it's funny because now I'm, I'm. They did something that was like the. I think it was like the Queen. Wasn't that? Oh it? yes. Okay. I think that's uh, what I'm confusing it with. But I'm thinking uh, there. There probably were. There probably was at least. I mean, I think like Davina DeCampo had that mm-hmm. red, white, and blue look. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Um, I think of Courtney Co- Courtney Cox. Um, Courtney Act and that uh, Australian flag dress that she had on season six. But it's like the literal flag. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, it's it's a. Um, I don't know. Just you know, I never thought about that before, but I wonder. Um, yeah, what like, is their reaction to it? You know, and I mm-hmm. and I think about it like if there was to be a, on you know Germany's Drag Race, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, would there be a patriotic challenge? What would the icon be? Would yeah. it be the flag colors? You know, like do, is that a thing? I wonder. And I'm ignorant because mm. I don't know how how other country drag queens express their uh, patriotism. And right? also, patriotism to me is very very much a specific. Thing to a country, right? There are... Well, the term patriotism, that's, I mean, I think oh, sure. anyone else would be like cultural, you know, yes. national, cultural, you know, because yes. oh, national, like, yes. Think national. of like Drag Race Thailand, like they had a, a cultural sure. uh, challenge, and I feel like sure. it was so much more diverse. It was, and, and it was a mix of like old myths, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, obviously their history is much longer. So, like, there's more to pull from if you want to like have, dra- you know, historical drag. But I just, I think there's something, you know, when you think about, a country like Drag Race Thailand, or a show like Drag Race Thailand, having a runway that's about like having cultural references, and then you think of like American Drag Race having a runway of cultural references, and it just feels like so much more shallow of a pool, you know? Sure, just... I, yeah, I think of the runway from season nine when they had to represent their city. Oh, uh, 
was that the first runway? Was that it was was the, uh, Alexis's uh, maybe it was the Broadway bagels? Yes, uh, yes, yeah. and and the big flag thing. Mm-hmm. And Shea Coulee had the hot dog. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh God. Yeah. How could I forget Shea Coulee's hot dog? Oh my God. I mm. love that. Um, <laughs> I relish that look, but. <laughs> Uh, we mustard I... move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll catch up on her later. <laughs> this is no bun anymore. Um... <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I got hot I was just about to say, where, yeah. uh, where are the hot yeah, where is where is, where is Gary Marshall and his hot wiener? I don't know, Mary. I don't think it's very hot anymore. <laughs> no, I would say it's, yeah, it's been rolling in that 7-Eleven in heaven for a long time now. Oh, I'm sorry, Gary Marshall. I didn't mean to talk about your penis that way. I'm sure he's very offended. I'm sure he's very upset. He's going to send Penny after me. Oh, God, I love Penny. God rest yeah. her soul. Oh, God rest yeah. her soul. Uh, um, so anyway, so the, yeah, we were talking about uh, the cultural references uh, in the United States versus cultural in uh, other countries. And yeah, it seems like, oh, it's like, okay, red, white, and blue is where to go in the United States if it was mm-hmm. like for our country, whereas other cultures and countries might have something else that we're just ignorant to. Yeah, right. I mean, and I think that's uh, kind of the excitement of a Drag Race Canada or a Drag Race Australia or, you know, insert country is, um, and I think Drag Race Thailand kind of provided this like oh i learned something i learned something more about not just drag but like the people doing it and where they come from and sure, uh sure. Yeah. yeah um so isn't that great but anyway it just uh, makes jackie's jackie's look so elegant in concept versus something very obvious like Gigi's or like mm-hmm. heidi's yeah i i think that jackie's uh because it was such a large statement, it, like it kind of reminds me of when Gigi had that orange button look, where it was really mm. just kind of. I mean, the the silhouette was kind of simple, but the concept was really complicated. And so it was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You kind of don't want to miss the the big nuances here. And I think it made like I think if for Jackie to do something more than than this would be missing the point that she's trying to make. Like this is fully traditional uh, clothing, but you know in stars and stripes like if she made it draggier then she her point would be lost you know mm, yeah yeah agreed agreed this the simple statement was enough um yeah yeah um and it was beautiful i mean it was you know uh and it moved like a fucking river in that lip sync so mm-hmm. oh, oh it was just so perfect to lip sync and move to it was like yeah i don't want to just see this on the runway i want to see you interact with it right oh, yeah so cool so cool yeah she was so uh jackie's lip sync this is one i think that will be remarkable because mm-hmm. of its impact for sure yeah and say nothing of best supporting actress of the week jeff goldblum with the tears. I mean, you know I what mean, I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's, he is indeed our BSA of the week. It would be, we'd be remiss not to, uh, I mean, you know, every week there's always, there's always a bunch and Rachel Bloom was fantastic. Oh my it's God. hard to yeah. not give it to her because of that advice and just her overall presence and her, and her one liners. I mean, she did everything you hope a guest judge is going to do, you sure. know? Sure. Um, so I almost want to give it to both of them, but I think for that frequency that like, Oh, you, you jumped out. I uh, Jeff Goldblum is indeed the BSA of the week. Yeah, I feel like looking back, people are going to remember him and not Rachel's beautiful advice. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that the way? You know? Yeah, 
is. Aren't we all men? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Jeff Goldblum, you did not let me down. No, no, he did not. He 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 showed up and he and he was a man. So. <laughs> Well, Marys, we're going to leave it there. If you have any thoughts on RuPaul's Drag Race uh, and this episode, Choices 2020, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com. You can uh, email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at JohnnyAlso and on Twitter at JohnnyAlso1. And you can, of course, hear more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, which is a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses with Nick Kuchanov. Uh, you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us, including Nuance, the R8 Mary After Show, and lately bonus episodes every single week uh, at patreon.com slash Mary. All right, Mary, what's our last chance lip sync for this week? Well, in honor of Ms. Von Du heading back to Kansas City, uh, I picked a song that is uh, ironically uh, came out during the era of life in which I was living in Australia, as mentioned earlier. Um, so that's why I know about this. Uh, but anyway, the song is called Kansas City, and it's by the uh, Sneaky Sound System. And it's a great song. It's a great song, and... Listening to it, I'm like, God, this is like widow, widow. This would I'm surprised she if she doesn't do this song, I'm surprised. It's essentially what I have to say. Um, this is it's something so that widow should von do. Yes, yes, <laughs> she should von do this. Boo, um, boo. <laughs> widow von boo. <laughs> widow von. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Widow Vaughn, I wouldn't if I were you. Uh, no, I do think that she should do this. Uh, and I do hope that Widow gets some sort of Vaughn do-over in an all-star mm. season or some other way, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I'd i like to see. She's a queen I'd like to see more of. There's some where you're like, you know it's all there. You just want to see them having gotten past some of their shit, you know? Mm, and yeah. I think and figuring um, out the reality TV game. I think that was also yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, um, there's some Queens like, like Blair St. Clair allegedly coming back for all stars five. I'm like, yeah, I want to, I know there's more there. I want to see sure. more. So sure. I think, uh, yeah. Uh, what way. is it? In, India Farah, right? Like, you know, sure. I mean, that's a classic example queen. of yeah. someone that people have not seen everything of. So right. what are you doing here, Jeff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing here? India <laughs> on all stars five. Uh, uh, anyway, well, wow. Wow. There you go. There you go. go. That's what Jeff, that's what Jeff Goldblum says at the end of the oh, episode. Yeah. Right. There you go. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> My Jeff Goldblum. Uh... Oh God! <laughs> anyway, Marys, we'll see you next week. Enjoy. When you come home. It's-